Hello and welcome to the AdNug podcast, the podcast of the Adelaide.net user group. I'm your host, David Gardner. This is a recording from our December 2017 meeting, Build Automation with Cake. Do you have a complex build process? Is your CI build not quite the same as building locally? Can you grab a fresh copy of the source code and be up and running in minutes? Hear about David's experiences moving from a traditional multi-step CI build process to driving the build entirely with Cake. See how you can make use of Cake's impressive built-in functions and third-party add-ins, and learn how to leverage Cake's extension model to write your own add-ins to provide custom functionality. And now, over to the presentation. Okay. So yes, uh, thank you to Chocolatey for buying our pizzas today. All 11 of them, because we've got one extra for some reason. I don't know why, but Domino's having a special today, maybe. Okay, well, if you know, before my name's David, um, I help run the group, and I thought I'd just, as a little Christmas present to you all, I'd throw in a little extra talk today on um, cake. And um, I was trying to... I thought I'd do a call it Christmas cake or um, chocolate cake or. Um, Where's the cake, Dave? That's a lie. It'll be. When, when is your birthday, Ben? I could make you a cake. So, April, mate. April. Okay. Well, that's good. Mine is too. We can share one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Very good. Okay. Um, so, cake is a build tool um, that helps you build uh, your application. Um, so there's other tools that are sort of similar, and some of them even have similar kind of names. Uh, so there's Fake, which is an F-sharp sort of uh, implementation. There's uh, Pasaki or Pasaic, uh, the PowerShell one. Um, there's a few other ones, I think, that have chosen different names because they didn't want to be a variation of a make thing. So I guess, I mean, they're sort of... Uh, they hark back a little bit to the old sort of make file that you, you might have had when you're writing your C code. Um, but they probably take things a little bit further. So whereas make file was really just about um, dependencies and very simple sort of scripting kind of things, uh, when we use something like uh, Cake, we're actually able to use .NET. So we're using the C Sharp language um, as the, the, the language to define our build process. And um, so, as .NET developers, we're going to find that a very familiar environment. So, um, so that's why I've sort of been using this for the last, um, I guess, sort of 12 months on a project that I'm working on at work, and have um, found it quite useful just to make things uh, sort of more consistent. So that, that basically the same things that I'm doing on my desktop is the same thing that we're doing in our build machine as well. Uh, that's the website. Um, this talk has no PowerPoint slides in it, so um, I thought I'd try that out to see how that works. So you might all say, well, actually, next time, Dave, do the PowerPoint. Um, we'll see how we go. All right, um, so I've got a little um, demo application here, and what I've, basically how I've done this is I've created a Git repo and modified it over time. So now I'm stepping back to where I started at and um, then I'll step uh, one 
commit at a time until we get up to that sort of current point. So hopefully that means I won't have to do too much typing. So we've got a, a solution here. Um, just jump over to Visual Studio. And it's just a simple <coughs> class library. Um, I've literally done like file new project, um, unit test project. So it's using the, um, the EMS test library. Uh, it's just a bit grumpy because it can't find the NuGet package. So if I still build, it'll restore that package. And then give it a few seconds and things should be all happy. So nothing, nothing at all exciting there. So first of all, I'm going to um, jump back here. So 11. So I'm going to turn this into an NUnit um, library. So I'm going to add a NuGet package for NUnit. I'm going to reload the solution. Fortunately, it's pretty small one. So do another build and pull down NUnit. Um, so the point of this is I've got something I can build and it's going to have some unit tests in it as well. So in case you're wondering why. And there's some, some unit tests and just to confirm they do a work. I could use the live unit testing to, to run them, but um, I didn't think of that. process now, Dave. Yeah, wow. It's out of scope of my talk, but <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that all works. That's all fine. And so I guess one way we could build this is just use MS Build, uh, which is kind of what Visual Studio is doing. So we can do that. And you can extend MS Build, uh, and I've done that and, and do that for, for various things now. You can add extra targets in there and do all kinds of things. But it is a bit limiting because it's it's really about, it's sort of focused on compiling code and producing an assembly. It's not so good at um, doing other kinds of jobs that are sort of out, outside of its what it's really good at. Um, so... Uh, what else could we do? And I guess the other thing is we might want to have some custom parameters we want, want to pass into our build to run in a particular way. Yes, you can do that with a dash P, but then you've got to know what it is. Um, there's no sort of completion or anything like that. So it would be nice to have that. So um, let's pull down some files so that we can use Cake. Um, so to get started with Cake, um, you need a bootstrap file. And ironically, that is... Uh, either using PowerShell or on uh, Linux or Mac. It's a, a shell script. So that's, <coughs> that's one thing. Midras Cake is a cross-platform tool. Um, and in fact, uh, originally it was using Mono to do that, uh, but now it's sort of switched over to use um, Roslyn and um, .NET Core. So, uh, so yes, if you've got a cross-platform application, you can use Cake and, and use that on the different platforms. So now, uh, I'll just bring up Explorer so we can see what we've got. We've got um, a cake file and a PS1 PowerShell script. So let's have a look at them, and I'll use code for that. So first of all, the, the PowerShell file. Um, the nice thing about using PowerShell for the bootstrap for building is that we can then use PowerShell's uh, argument sort of completion and tab completion for all that sort of thing. So uh, Here's a standard PowerShell script. There's our parameters. So we've got our sort of documentation there for our parameters. Uh, so this is the the, um, the original files that you can download from the Cake um, website. Um, 
you can then extend this. So if you want to add your own parameters, you can, it's quite straightforward just to add them in. The next thing is a whole lot of stuff here, and it's really all about pulling down all the other things Cake needs to run. So things like the Cake executable and other assemblies that Cake needs. And it uses NuGet to, to get those. Um, but yeah, so all you need is this um, build.ps1 file, and it'll pull all the other things down. Now, for the purpose of this demo, I've also created a Cake file, which is the actual build definition, if you like. Um, the other thing that I've got here, uh, actually, no, that's an old directory. We'll come back to that. Um, so if I run build now, so it's going to go and figure out, oh, do I need to pull anything down? <coughs> and then it's going to run the build. Let's have a look. Um, so first of all, uh, actually, I'll, I'll clean that out. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh dear. Don't you have a cake task to clean out your build? Well, maybe I shouldn't be veering <laughs> off my script. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to kill that. make sure we've got <coughs> nothing up my sleeve. So I'll just get rid of those things there. And, oh, the tools directory. Right. So I do have a packages.config file here. So I'll just briefly show you that. And that's just the standard NuGet uh, file. It lives in the tools directory. And that's just telling um, NuGet which version it's cake to get. So I have committed that. You don't need that. If you just run the build um, PowerShell script, it'll pull down cake for you. But by putting that here, I can actually lock in which version I want. So if they release a new version of cake that's got some breaking changes, that's not going to affect me. So uh, I'll run my build again. We've got some errors, okay. So we're missing some um, NuGet packages. So one thing you might want to add into your build step is to restore NuGet packages. That could make sense. <coughs> um, Alright, moving on. Um, so I, there's ways of editing the cake file. We haven't even had a look at the cake file yet. So let's have a look at the cake file. So zoom that up a bit more. There we go. That's nice. Um, so this is sort of the, the standard way that we would define a task in cake. So we basically create a task, give it a name, then we've got a does, uh, and then that takes a, a code block. And then, in this particular one, we're calling MS Build. So you can look at that, <coughs> I think you can probably make sense of that. We're just building the solution. 
Um, some things to note, so we've got a, the run target down the bottom is basically saying what, what is the, the task, because we're going to add more tasks here. Um, so the thing to note here, this is not a, a TPL task, it's a, it's a build task. Um, <coughs> so we can add more tasks, but the default task we want to run is called default. That's just because I, I named it, that's just a string. Um, now, wouldn't it be nice if we had some IntelliSense so we could sort of see what, what's the parameters? Because at the moment, this is not much more than Notepad. So one of the reasons I like using VS Code is they've actually um, implemented um, an extra library that we can pull in. So if I do a build... Um, so what, I, what I've done is the packages.config now has a second entry in it. So it's got cake.bakery. <coughs> I didn't choose that name. That's <laughs> bad. Yeah. Um, and this, if this NuGet package exists, then, uh, and also, if you have the cake extension installed in VS Code, the extension will notice that that NuGet package exists and will be able to use that to light up IntelliSense. So, first of all, I'll run the build and that may fail because we're missing some of those other packages still, but yeah, but it's pulled down the. Um, so we now have cake.bakery here. We didn't have that before. Now if I reload this folder in VS uh, Code and open it again, I oh know. Is there an easy way to do that? Reload. Yeah. Don't know. I've got a reload on the phone. Uh, not in this case, because I, I need it to basically um, load a new thing oh, in memory. Yeah. So I jump back to my cake file, and hey, there we go. So I'm now getting that sort of uh, nice IntelliSense. So that sort of leverages the. I think you also have to have the C sharp. Um, totally installed. Do I need to have all the I think I think it uses some of that infrastructure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice. So I can then I can see some of the help and and sort of <coughs> that kind of thing. And so you can do sort of code completion, all the different stuff I could type there. Um, it's not perfect, but it's it's better than nothing. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Uh, <coughs> All right, so so that just improves the editing experience. There's also an extension for Visual Studio, so you can edit your cake file there. Um, that has the colouring, but it doesn't have the the completion or IntelliSense. Um, so that's kind of what uh, the code one was kind of better in that respect. So the the build output uh, one thing got an error, but it's also really verbose. It's like we're getting all that logging happening. So it'd be nice if we could control that. And we we know we can do that by telling MS Build to quieten down. So how can we do that in Cake? Uh, close that and just open it again. So we can pass in some settings. So one of the things about Cake, and I don't mind this, some people may think it, they don't like it, so that might be the reason why they don't want to use Cake, is that it sort of creates a, um, a wrapper around all the kind of settings that you might need to pass into particular application. And so in this case, we've got an MS build class that has a whole lot of properties that represent all the different things that you want to set for MS build. 
um, and then you can pass that in here. So if you're using MS Build from the command line, you'd be doing slash p and then Fred equals general or whatever, um, and then the slash v for verbosity equals minimal or something like that. But here we can do it uh, in code. So part of the implementation for supporting MS Build here is to add in those settings. So I can then go and code completion and uh, see all the other things like binary logger, configuration, uh, file loggers, all those kind of things that relate to MS Build. So if there's something that they've just added to MS Build and Kate hasn't added support for it yet, then you can do um, argument customization where you can just pass in extra strings and they'll just get appended on the end of it. So, so you're not so locked out from a new feature. So for example, um, uh, actually I think it's in uh, 15.3 or something like that, they added the new binary logger for MS Build. Um, and so then you can use the, the MS Build log viewer tool mm -hmm. to view the output of your build. And that's a lot more efficient than doing a detailed log where you end up with like megabytes of text. Um, and so Kate didn't have that support, but it was quite easy for me just to add that in as a customer. Okay, and so you'll see that same pattern for other uh, commands that Kate supports. I'm just going to do a new get storm, just so we don't get those farming builds. There we go. Okay, next thing. Um, so we can have multiple tasks and we can create dependencies between those tasks. So I'm going to forget to... If I don't change the file, I'll reload. So we've now sort of refactored our build slightly. We've still got our default task, but we just said that's dependent on the build task. We've just pushed that <coughs> there. This means we can then start adding more dependencies here um, and sort of creating a bit more of a, a tree, I suppose, of dependencies. Um, the nice thing about these tasks is that you can then, when you're running the build, you can actually say, actually, I want to start with this task. You don't always have to start with the default one. And so let's run the build. So there's a small delay at the start where it just checks if I've got everything I need to, to run, and then it does the actual build. And you can see that's pretty fast. It's under a second to do the actual build, which is what you'd expect because it didn't really have anything to do. Um, so now I'm going to rename that project and jump back into Visual Studio. And okay, so I've added a test task here. So uh, if you remember, I created some nUnit tests before. And so out of the box, Cake uh, can run nUnit and nUnit3 tests. And so I just use the nUnit3 um, command here, and I just pass in a basically a, a sort of file globbing kind of pattern. So find me everything that's an assembly uh, that ends with tests, and pass that into nUnit3. So let's give that a go. See what happens. And nothing happened because I didn't actually tell it to um, make that a dependency. 
So we need to add that in. So let's do that. Okay, so now I've said when I do a default build, I'm going to do a build and then I'm running the test. So let's try it now and see if that works any better. build and then we got an error and it's both says down here uh, in unit could not locate executable so what's going on there well cake doesn't include in unit um, it has the ability to run in unit so you still need to provide in unit for it to run so how do we do that well we can add a directive up the top here of our script to say um, for this script to run, I, I need this NuGet package, um, and it's a tool. So it's not something that's going to provide code here, but it's going to provide an executable or something that I'm going to use. So the other way I could do that is in my packages.config. I could have added it there as well. Um, but So you've sort of got two different ways of doing that. Um, so if I now run the build, it'll pull down... <coughs> that package. We can add a version number in there as well if we wanted to. And if we had a NuGet server internally we can provide the address of that. So it will default to NuGet.org. So run build now. We'll see, yep, there's a new folder appeared here. So it's pulling down the NuGet or NUnit console runner. And running the build. And here we go, we're running NUnit. And our test passed, which we knew they were going to pass, so that's all good. So, so now that in unit um, the XE is actually there to run the tests, when we can make use of that. So, so and that's a general principle that um, it's not building in all these tools itself; it's calling out to the the external tool. So, which I guess means that Cake itself is not super heavyweight; it's reasonably lightweight, and then this relies on you providing all the other dependencies that you need. Okay, so that's not too bad. Um, now, maybe we've got a really complicated build process and we need to do some something custom. <coughs> so there might be a third-party add-in. So if we jump back over to the website, and ironically I had to switch to my phone for the internet to get this to work because the university thinks this is a very dodgy site for some reason. I don't know why. Um, you'll see there's a whole stack of third-party add-ins. Um, so all kinds of things. So if you're doing something with um, Azure or, um, I don't know, Docker, um, Entity Framework, all kinds of things here, then chances are that someone's probably written an add-in that you can then say, this is an extra thing I need um, and I want to be able to use it in my build script. And so the way you would do that is just like we've got a tool here, you could do a hash add-in and new get and package equals, uh, I don't know, I might be doing some stuff with NPM. Uh, NPM. Um, by doing that, um, it'll do a similar thing. It'll pull down that package, but rather than just leaving it there as an exe, it then actually incorporates that and makes... Um, the methods in this package available for me to use in my script. Um, so it, it turns out that I've got a special requirement that none of those third parties 
provide. So I'm now going to show you how we can make our own add-in. So I've added another project. I'll reload my solution. So I've now got a Cake Demo add-in um, project here. I've added to the solution. I'll just do a build so that it pulls down one extra package. So the only thing I needed to do was add a reference to cake.core. That's the one library you need to reference. And I've just got a class here. And so let's add some content to that. So I've added a method here. Let's zoom it out a little bit. Um, so I've got a, a, a method here, and I'm going to write an entry to the Windows event log. So I mean, maybe there is a package that already does that, but <laughs> I didn't look that hard. So um, I thought this, this will do for my demo. Um, so things to note, it's an extension method. So um, basically all the add-ins and indeed all of the built-in um, sort of functions that you're using in your cake script are extension methods and they extend um, iCake context. So if we have a look at that and see what we've got there, we've got things like um, a process runner, arguments, environment, file system, globber, log, registry and tools. So all of those things have um, their own sort of abstraction. Cake abstracts all those things. So for example, Whilst you can use system.io.file um, or directory or whatever, um, Cake actually has its own implementations of those um, things. And I guess part of that is that um, it's a cross-platform tool, but also because um, they're sort of more virtualized, if you like. So they, they work with this sort of virtualized file system here. So... For the most part, you don't really need to worry about that. Um, yes, question. question. Um, that static class, I don't have a problem with it. So where is that dependency getting injected? So this is a this is an extension method. Yes. And um, so when the cake script, uh, so let's jump back over here. And so basically, the nUnit three uh, method there is an ex it's an extension method. And then um, uh, they, what you'll normally see, maybe if I find an example in the help, I might demonstrate. Yeah, just to be curious about the eye contents. Yeah, no, it's a good question. And um, if I jump over the reference, you'll see that most of these classes, there's the, the extension method, and there's an aliases class. Um, so what's going to be a good one? Compression and so there's all these methods here. What I'm looking for, gee, maybe I need to go. Help's not too bad. Sometimes the navigation's a bit funny. Um, if I jump to here, then I want to jump back. Oh, here we go. So this is a compression aliases class, which is taking a while to load. <coughs> Don't know why. Maybe no one's ever looked at this one for a while. Um, so that's the type. If I jump to the namespace, we'll see that there's... Okay. 
Um, so that was the class <coughs> that defines those sort of um, static methods. So I'll jump back there. Maybe this is not a good one to pick. And um, and most of these then call into another class. Um, that's probably a good question. That yeah, that's too magic. Like I O waiting sort of sense, which well, I'm really reluctant. I think it I think it sort of fits in with the fact that this is a it's a script that, that gets compiled. So um, there's no classes here. So there is stuff that Cake is sort of wrapping around. There's an table. underlying type though, right? Like there's some script. Yeah. Instance that's bootstrapped yeah. somewhere, and yeah. it implements that interface, right? That's right. So that that context is present here, and, and so it's sort of passed in. Yeah. Does that um, also means if by using Cake, yeah, um, I for example, just really pure example, I have that extension method, and I have the Cake script, and I have say, hey, context dot something, mm -hmm. and and that means I can. Utilizing the cake assembly to do something the code is supposed not to do. By the sound of it, no, I don't. I don't think you get that kind of injection of of other things. So all I can do here is say I could. Uh, if I want to log something, I could do a a log dot write or something like that, and, and write something out to the log um, in the context of this extension method. So, okay. Um, so it's really just providing you with some some basic fundamental things that you. You're probably going to want to use. In this case, I don't because I'm just writing the event log. So it looks like it's doing a, a post compiling basically. Either looks like a decorative pattern, just wrapping your code in it. Yeah. Or it's doing IO waving at a compile time. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's doing waving, but yeah, I'm not sure. I haven't. Yeah, looked, no, that's I right. Haven't looked at the curiosity. I see this instance and say, where this context come from? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. It's probably something I should look into a bit more. Okay, so I've got this method here. Uh, that should all build. Um, in fact, I can run build on it. Bang. Um, but there's one more thing I need to do. I need to put an attribute on it. So it does compile, which is nice. Um, so, yes, one reload. So we need to add this attribute on this method here. And to use it, uh, we need to either make it an add-in, so make it a NuGet package, or in this case, because I'm developing it, um, I can add um, a reference to it using the hash r directive. So I've just put in the direct path to that assembly. So now by doing that, uh, I should be able to use my new um, thing here. Now, VS Code's complaining because it doesn't know what this is. That's just because I've just added it in then. Uh, basically, I need to reload the folder close, and give the IntelliSense a chance to, to notice that. I mean, you're not going to be doing that all the time. Um, mm. Most of the time, you'll, you'll pull down all your things and everything works. Mm -hmm. So, uh, give it a chance to load. Dave, the uh, requires import was absolute path. Um, does that work relative to the file itself? I think it does, yeah. Um, the other thing I do need to do is rebuild the thing. So um, I'll just jump back to Visual Studio. That might help. Okay. And so it helps if you compile the assembly. 
Let's reload it again. So now we shouldn't see any squiggles there, and if we give it a second, there we go. So I haven't provided any extra help, but I could have added that in as well. Okay, so we can run that, and let's run the build. And, oh, we've got a problem. So we're trying to build the thing that we're including in our build to build the thing that we're including in our build. It doesn't work out so well. Um, so what I'm going to have to do is remove that add-in from my solution. So if you're going to create an add-in, you probably want to make it a separate thing. Um, so jump back over here. And so that's it's still on disk, but it's not in the solution anymore. Um, the other thing I'll need to do is just launch this as an admin. Because I'm writing the event log, I need to have admin privileges. Um, okay, so uh, if I run build now, running our build, our test run, and so now if I launch the event viewer, if everything worked properly, we should have an event. And there we go, cake demo, starting build. So, so um, just out of curiosity, uh, if I need to peak to to peak the assembly, yep, I shouldn't not I should not be able to see that cake since should I or how is it I'm expecting that. The what assembly are you looking at? So. The source code assembly. Um, I just, to me, is like, well, I'm not saying this is a bad tool. Um, <coughs> this is great too, from what I said. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to use it don't, anymore. Don't, don't get me. Don't, don't, don't take me. The things why I don't sort of like have questioning that area is because we are actually adding code is irrelevant to the code itself, but for Serving some other purpose, mm -hmm. so that means the unit code of in there. Say, for example, I want to do a cake logging something. Yep. But I was actually in the say, hey, application launch or something. If put that code in there, to me, it's just like, should that code be in there? Should that be living outside? If that code in there, I don't mind one one develop time, but the manifest of the artifact of assembly should not have it. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Yeah. So well, I guess one of the things about because Cake is a, it's sort of scripted, so you don't actually end up with an assembly yeah, on okay. disk. So I guess there's something in memory at some point in time. Oh, okay. But uh, essentially, yeah, that's, that's where I'm coming from. You know, a lot of time, when we're facing some problem, we're trying to reverse it in here, yeah. and then we see something that's a bit contrasting. So if we have a look, this is the the um, the Cake <coughs> directory where it pulled down the Cake NuGet package and what mm. things it depends on. <coughs> So you'll see there's some things that it needs. So it needs to have NuGet, because it uses that. Um, the other thing it has is Roslyn. So um, so here's the, the code analysis. So that's there's Roslyn there. 
So it actually bundles the C sharp compiler. <coughs> okay, that's so easy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in that respect, it, it's sort of reminiscent <coughs> of the um, is it CS script. The no, it, yes. C yeah. So it's sort of using a similar idea there okay. to be able to use C sharp in a scripting kind of way, rather yes. than having a sort of completely compiled sort of thing. Wasn't this based off CS script originally? Maybe. Yeah, never use yeah. So um, the other thing I'm, I'm demonstrating here now is we're also pulling in an argument from uh, the command line. <coughs> so if we jump back to the PowerShell script, one of the things that it does uh, offer as a parameter here is a configuration parameter. So normally you'd use that to say, do I want to be a debug or release? And so I can do build and do tab completion. Can you see that? It's a bit low. Anyway, um, and I can tab through debug or release. That's the two options. And that's just PowerShell. We've, PowerShell's been able to do that for a long time. And so, in fact, if I scroll down here, you'll see there's that configuration parameter. And because it has this validate set above it, yeah. there's the two options. So I can add more there. I um, so if you want to see something a little bit more complicated, uh, let's switch over to a file from one of my work projects. Um, where is it? Oh, I lost it. Oh, here we go. So, oh, that's the build file. Um, so this, this is one where I'm pulling in all these other dependencies. I'm doing stuff with NPM, uh, doing some JSON stuff. Um, there's my own cake extension that I've got for work. I don't know if I should be showing you this or not. Um, but I've got other... <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, other stuff here. So, um, so all it is is a, if I want to add another parameter, is add it here in PowerShell, and then down the bottom, the very last line here is running the cake.exe and then passing through the argument. So, you you just add another line here, append that parameter, and then on the cake side, uh, you obviously want to detect that parameter because it's getting passed in. So we've got an argument um, method here, and we can say what the name is. And if it doesn't exist, what's the default value? Um, likewise, if there's an environment variable, um, I think they actually changed their API here recently because um, it used to have the same kind of syntax, but they now they default to if it doesn't exist, it's a null, so then you can use the well, coalescing operator. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, it is an active project, so they are making changes. Um, and so that's one reason to pin the version, because if, if you say, I just want the latest version, then yeah, yeah, if, I, if I commit this into our solution, then Ben checks it out, and he gets a newer version of Cake, and it fails, and you go, what's going on? How come it works for you, but not for me? So you I want to have a consistent totally experience. Not what I would say, though. What's that? Dave, I have a question for you. Whenever yeah. you run this build script, there's a lag up front there, and mm. you sort of check and this, that, and the other. Now, yeah. clearly, once you run it once, you don't really want that every time. You really just want to call that cake with the arguments. So, do you really need all that preceding script? So, that's the default one, but yeah, you could probably optimize that. So you really just want to, to make, make a setup efficient. script that you run yeah. once, right? So you're absolutely right. So I can go here and 
keeping Jack up. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, so the cake the executable is uh, here, and so I can just run that, yeah. and that will look for build dot cake and. There we go. Okay, so actually most of that lag is actually cake XE bootstrapping anyway. It's probably the, yeah. the compiler stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can you can add um, So there's verbosity here I think. Uh, the only reason I bring it up is I do a, a gulp and gulp is equally painful when you start it up. <laughs> you know, like you gotta yeah. wait for all of JavaScript to bootstrap the uh, V8 engine and all that. It just yeah. seems very similar. Uh, so that can go really crazy. And so then you that's can wow. see... <laughs> wow, that's cool. So it's pu pulling in all those assemblies and then... So it is the compilation step. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, potentially they could optimise that. And like they could generate an assembly, for example. Yeah. And then maybe invalidate it if you change the script or something. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I mean, there'd be complicated... Complexities around knowing when to invalidate it. Not really. You can just hash the file. You could have a build system to manage the build system. Exactly. <laughs> you could hash the file. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for the hash file. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they kind of do that already. You'll notice there's this packages.config.md5sum. So that, that means that in this tools directory here, uh, all I have to do is modify something and that'll invalidate that directory and it'll pull everything down. Yeah. So, um, is it probably not a huge change because the Rosalind compiler will generate that in-memory assembly can be persistent to disk. Yes. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Interesting. Yeah, and so there's, I guess NuGet, uh, I think NuGet's getting better as far as caching things locally now. So yeah. some of that before it was going to be hitting the NuGet server every time and right. you don't want that. So uh, yeah. Um, so you can integrate with uh, other build systems. So I was talking about what we're using it for. So we use it locally so um, uh, I'll show you. Again yeah, I don't know if I should be showing well I'm just going to show you the build so it's not actual software but uh, uh, so I have a build script here and I've got a whole lot of parameters. Can you see that? No. Just. Uh, yeah. Um, um, you could put it into uh, VS Code and zoom it up on the console there. All right. I'll hear me. All right. Uh, there it is. Can I zoom that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do Control Plus. Works on what? There it is. Yep. I've got to be patient. Whoa! <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's see how this goes. So here's I've got all these different custom <coughs> configuration options there. Um, so some of these are ones that we just use in a build server, but I can run them locally if I want. Um, so yeah. I can tap through them all day if I wanted to. Um, so, yeah, so that means that from my command line, I can start off a build and run my unit tests. I can just run the non-database ones, and I can tell it, don't launch beyond compare, because I, I want to run some headless 
because um, we use approval tests for some of our unit tests and that if there's a, a test that fails it will fire up beyond compare so you can see what's different why things failing you don't want that on a build server and sometimes you don't want it on your machine just because you know there's lots of failing tests and you're going to get beyond compare going ballistic um, but yeah so we've I've sort of customized the the bootstrap bootstrap script um, so I'm doing some interesting things like uh, if I want to run my unit tests um, we have a lot of unit tests I gotta wait for this. Um, and so to run the whole lot would take a long time um, is this gonna work? and so I wrote a custom PowerShell dynamic uh, parameter so that it'll look in my directory and find what unit test projects I've got so I can then tab, this is not, I can tab through all the different test projects to say actually I only want to run the tests in this assembly. Um, so you can do that kind of thing. That's just PowerShell, that's not Cake doing that. It's just, then I basically pass through a list of these are the assemblies I want you to run and then Cake just passes that into end. So, so that, I guess that's a nice thing where by using PowerShell as the, the starting point, you're getting all the things that PowerShell is pretty good at doing. Is that what they recommend, or is that your? Uh, that's 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 what I'm doing, just because that was a problem I mm. saw and, the typing. and wanted to work yep. around that. Um, actually, the way I'm using the build script, um, I've sort of got different steps in there where I, I potentially could call Cake multiple times, but telling it to start with a different argument. Um, so. Just because I, I I saw that there was an I didn't it wasn't a straight tree that I could run everything one after the other. Um, you might want to jump in halfway because you might have already done the first thing. So um, yeah, yeah, my base code's huge. Um, okay. Yeah. So so wrapping up. So it does integrate with build systems as well. So there's it. Uh, out of the box, it knows about Team City and VSTS and um, various other build servers. Um, so we use Team City, and so we've got some code in our Cake script to um, attach the build logs and test results. So that then, when you look in at Team City, you can see all that. So the nice thing about that is, our in Team City, or as in TFS or other build servers, normally you'd have a whole lot of build steps, and so that like might be compile and then run tests and then create a NuGet package and deploy that to your NuGet server and all these kind of things. And none of those, they all run on the build server, they don't run on your desktop. So if there's a problem, you don't find out until you get to the CI server. By having it all in a cake script, they're all the things you can run locally as well. Um, and it then means that your, your build process on the CI server is one step. It's run PowerShell script, uh, which is the cake file and then just pass some parameters in. So it simplifies that a lot. Um, and so, yeah, so what we're doing is we then, we generate in-unit test results and then tell TeamCity, there's this file here, can you attach that to the build? And then it goes, oh yeah, that's an in-unit test result, I know what to do with that. So you go and log into TeamCity and you can see all the test results there just like you would normally. So, so you're not missing out. So I think that, that's sort of the the quick introduction to Cake. Um, 
it obviously depends on what kind of build process you've got, whether it's going to be useful. Um, if you've got a really simple project, then it may not be of much value. But as soon as you start getting a more complicated build process, and it's something that you want every developer to be able to, to do consistently, then using a tool like Cake uh, can be really useful. So, yeah. Good. Any that, does that mean you don't use MS Build custom targets at all anymore, Dave? Not as much. I mean, there's some things that MS Build is good at doing, like just the the that sort of dependency management that it can do with um, sort of batching files and that kind of thing. So, where that sort of stuff, MS Build, I, I still do that kind of thing. But the the bigger picture kind of things, like running tests and those kind of things. Um, uh, then I'd use Cake for that. So, so I'm using Cake to um, create NuGet packages, create npm packages, um, then conditionally, if, if it is running on the build server, I'll then publish those to our internal repositories. Um, uh, what else am I doing with it? Um, and pushing it, we're using Octopus Deploy for our release management, so I'm then pushing those things to Octopus and initiating a release uh, on a successful build. Um, so all those kind of things, yes, you could shove them into MS Build as well, but it's not really what MS Build was designed for. But, um, but yeah, if it's, if it's at a build level, if I've got, I've got a whole lot of files here and I want to get some output files over there, then that MS Build's good at managing those kind of system, so I'd use that. Yeah. Alright, well, thank you everybody. Thank you for supporting the .NET group this year. Um, and uh, look forward to seeing you all next year. Have a good break, have a good Christmas, New Year's, and uh, yeah, see you next year.